And we are back with another one talking the Red River Showdown, Red River Rivalry, or the Shootout, whatever you like to call it. We will uh, talk about that here today, but we're going to break down this game. We're going to preview this game, and I know we recently just did one with Nino's Sports Corner, who is a Texas content creator. So you guys got to hear a little bit about what are going to be the keys for Texas to win this game? But what are going to be the keys for Oklahoma as well? But today, we're going to give it to you not only from an OU fan's perspective, but we are joined by Dimitri Flowers. Yes, you guys remember him, the former Oklahoma player who's played in this game a couple times. He knows what it's like, so we're going to bring him up today. Dimitri, how are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Appreciate you for having me out. I appreciate you coming on because this isn't just any Red River game. This is an undefeated matchup between Oklahoma and Texas. First time since 2011. But really, this game feels like 2008 because both Oklahoma and Texas, they're playing some of their best football. And they could potentially, this game could potentially put them into playoffs. And in 2008, it was a natty. So, uh, Oklahoma got blew out last season, 49 to nothing. Wasn't the biggest margin of defeat in the t- series, but it was, pre- it was a pretty yeah. bad loss. So I'm sure OU fans, and I'm sure not only is the staff, but the players are ready to go out there and avenge that loss. So before we just dive into this game specifically, I want to hear from you. What is this game like from a former player standpoint? Yeah, this game is uh, this game is different, uh, and that, that's kind of the best way I can describe it. Is is whatever game plan you have implemented, whatever you think is going to happen, you know, you know, all the expectations. Just go ahead and throw everything out the window because as, as soon as the opening kickoff starts, man, you truly have no clue what's going to happen on the next play. And uh, you know, especially being from San Antonio, Texas, uh, Texas didn't recruit me either, um, so. Definitely going. This game was a little bit more more special to me. Uh, and I scored my first college touchdown against Texas in 2015. We ultimately lost that game uh, when we were undefeated. Shouldn't have lost. So I mean, that that's one of the things that just goes to show you that this game can truly turn out any type of way. A hundred percent agree with you. Got to throw statistics out. You got to throw the best players out because I mean we've seen it. How many years has Texas jumped out on top of Oklahoma? Like 14, 17, 21, nothing. And then they just somehow Oklahoma silently storms back in that game to win it. It's 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 unreal how this rivalry just swings back and forth. It, it's it's a complete momentum change. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, the funny part about it is, is you can quite literally hear the momentum change in the stadium, you know, obviously being the split 50-50. So when Texas does something, obviously one side of the stadium is just completely silent and the other other side is going completely crazy. Uh, you know, you score on the opposite side and then you run back to your side and it's going crazy. So, I mean, there's just a lot of emotions in that aspect as well. Yeah. Now, the 50-50 split is interesting because there's not a lot of – games where you can see that across college football. But, you know, you've played in this game and you've played on the offensive side of the ball. So when you're backed up into the Texas end zone, what is that like when you've got those screaming fans <laughs> behind you? You're trying to get the calls. You're trying to get the right motions. Like, how do you navigate all that? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's really every competitor's dream. You know, you just you just love shutting up the other team and, and doing it like that. All you can hear is the FUs, the middle fingers, you know, everything, every insult you can imagine is getting getting thrown at you 100 miles per hour. But, man, it, you know, 
it, it, you just got to be a ball player. You know, once that whistle blows, once that once that snap goes off, it, it's really about focusing what's happening between the lines. Oh, 100%, 100%. So you've got to play with Lincoln Riley, Bob Stoops, Baker Mayfield. You got to play with some legends in this game. And I, and I, I say Lincoln Riley is a legend. OU fans might kill me for that. But he got a couple key wins in this series against Texas. So uh-huh. I guess you can say Lincoln Riley was good for something while he was here. But, um, you know, what does this rivalry mean to you now that you're not a player on the field, but you're just a former player? You know, it kind of uh, I'm kind of seeing a different side of it. You know, I obviously saw it as a player side, but but now I can I love I love the Twitter banner back and forth. That's probably my favorite part is I'm just I'm just sitting in the bleachers, just just watching them go back and forth. And and I love it. You know, I think that's probably the a different perspective that is brought on to me that just really shows how deep this rivalry is. I mean, people just attack each other over everything. There's a lot of rich history here. I mean, although. Texas is up 63 to 50 in this rivalry. Oklahoma, when you look at just the history between them and Texas, Oklahoma's got pretty much every statistic outside of how many bowl games they've been to and wins all time. Texas is two more wins than Oklahoma, but everything else they're stacking up on Mm -hmm. top of Texas. So this rivalry is definitely between two blue bloods of college football. And I'm just glad that this game actually means something this year. Usually it's one of the teams is not very good and the other team is good. And it, it kind of just, it doesn't feel like the same rivalry as when both teams are actually playing for something. Oh, you know, you're, you're absolutely correct. And, and I think college football is at its best when, when OU and Texas are good, it makes it, that game much more electrifying, much more fun, you know, with game day out there. Uh, it, it's going to be an absolute blast. I can't wait. It's going to be an absolute blast. So, well, let's look at it. Keys for Oklahoma. What do you think Oklahoma needs to do to be able to pull out a win against Texas? I think we got to be able to run the ball, man. You know, I, I think that's that's where it starts. Um, I think we're close on a, on a lot of these things. You know, you, you see, you see uh, the the replays of, of certain plays, and, and a lot of times we're, we're one or two little blocks or, or little keys away from from springing these 70, 80 yard runs. You know that we're accustomed to seeing. But um, I have full confidence in our offense, and, and I'm really excited to see what we do. But we definitely have to be able to run the ball to have a shot. I 100% agree with you, and you know that was something that I talked about um, in my previous video talking about OU in Texas. So what do you think the problem is with the run game for Oklahoma this year? I think there is a lot of people, the fans specifically, that are just worried, even though Sawchuck and Barnes, like they just haven't been the healthiest and I think fully ready. So, I mean, I, I feel like Sawchuck's going to have himself a game, right? You're not going to beat Texas pounding the ball on the inside. Their defensive line is really good. I think when uh, I looked it up earlier and I was looking at the stats, they – uh, 13 sacks this year, eight by the def- eight and a half by the defensive line, and you know they've shut out three straight teams in the fourth quarter, only allowing nine points on average. So this defense for Texas is really good. You've got to go on the outside. I don't think pounding the ball is going to work. But you know what? What is your opinion on the run game for Oklahoma this year? Yeah, what you, you know. I have no clue. You know, I, I see from the fan perspective, obviously, I'm not in the meeting rooms. I'm not breaking anything down. Um, uh, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Uh, what I do know is that we have uh, the best offensive line coach in the country. And and like I said, I have confidence in our offense. I sure as hell have confidence in Bill Beanbow to, to get things rolling. So uh, he's my guy and I, and I got full trust in him. 
I 100% agree with you. That Bill Beedenbo is really good. Now, I think one of the things for Oklahoma here is, and this was an interesting statistic to actually find out, but Oklahoma has to continue to adjust really well in the second half. And it's something they've done really well this year. And the stats point to itself. Five games, Oklahoma's allowed 24 points in the second half of games, averaging 4.8 points in the second half versus the 40 points they're allowing in the first half at an eight-point average. So four out of the five games in the fourth quarter, Oklahoma has played. They have shut out their opponent. And three out of the five third quarters have been shutouts. So this defense for Oklahoma is something different. And I saw you make a tweet the other day saying <laughs> this defense and that Baker Mayfield team would have won a hey, championship. Hey, obviously call me a little bias here, but uh, I really do think we pull away with the national championship that year. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – I mean, what was that game like, right? So, you know, kind of deviating a little bit away from OU, yeah. Texas. You know, you guys are on the cusps there. You know, what is that like losing that game knowing you were just so close? Man, it was uh, – gosh, that, that that one hurts. That, that one stung a lot. I think I think what hurt more was was kind of thinking about if, if you told us that we had to – we put up 48 on the number one defense in, in all of college football and we still lose that game. You know, I think that's what, what stung a little – Stung a little more, obviously. It was was George's defense was damn good with uh with who who they have. They had Roquan, they had Lorenzo Carter, they had a number of others. So I mean, just the fact that we put up 48 on them and and, and honestly should have won the game um outside of a, a couple key plays, but you know, you know, we don't have to dive into those. I mean, it was a long time ago, right? So yeah. was there any like halftime adjustments that came down that like kind of forced you all to maybe slow down the offense a little bit? Like, like why did the offense not run as fast? Did Georgia come out and adjust and just play better? Yeah. Like, um, it, that, that game was so long ago, but I do remember they, they did things completely differently in the second half than they did the first half. Um, it definitely did catch us off guard. I do remember that we started slow, picked it up and, and then we started picking up, you know, late in the, late in the third, maybe early fourth or, but uh, yeah, we do. They came out, made adjustments. But you know, we kind of talked about it earlier, touched on it earlier. Is halftime adjustments are key. You know, when 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 you can just go out and and basically can play play a completely different half of football, it really speaks numbers and to your adjustments. A hundred percent. So, kind of going back to the Texas Oklahoma game a little bit. Texas is favored by six and a half points. Uh, I think I think I heard something crazy the other day. Like ninety percent of the money has been put on Texas, which. I mean, means they think Texas is going to cover at some level, but mm -hmm. you know, what's your thoughts here? You know, the over under is at 60 Texas yeah. is favored by six and a half. Does Oklahoma win this game by how much? You know, I, I'm shocked that the line isn't as big as it is. I, I really thought Texas would be a lot more heavily favored uh, kind of with the, with the, where everyone views Oklahoma, obviously we're undefeated. They see what we did last year. And I feel like that was lingering on us a lot this year. And, and we're trying to, and and the team's going out there and proving everybody wrong, everybody wrong week to week. But I, I really thought it'd be closer to, you know, eight and a half, nine, to be honest with you. Um, but you, like, I think we pull it out. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Um, I think, I think it's going to come down to halftime adjustments. And, and if we can run the ball, I, I, I easily see us winning this game. You see, I have thought about it a lot, and I'm like, man, I really want to pick Oklahoma, but at the same time, it's like I know Texas is good. They've mm -hmm. been battle-tested. I mean, they've played KU, who 
they're not scrubs. They're not the scrubs that you guys played back in the day. Uh, then you've got Alabama, right? Although Alabama is not the Alabama of old, I mean, they still have the five-star talent and Nick Saban on that side. So you can easily go into Tuscaloosa in that game. They won. So I've picked Oklahoma 34 to 31. I think they mm-hmm. barely get over that 60 point threshold, but I think this is going to be more of a defensive battle than what we've yeah, seen in the Red shootout for a long time. Absolutely. I, I think, I think if, if either team pulls out a, a defensive or special teams touchdown, I really think that team's going to have the edge ultimately at the end of the game there. Um, but just, just be able to flip momentum like that. And if you keep it, you can kind of ride with it for a long time. Oh, 100%. So, looking for the future of Oklahoma, they win this game. What is the outlook for them at this point? Because, I mean, their schedule is really easy. At that point, they could go undefeated all the way to the Big 12 Championship. Is there a, from your point of view, a former player and now a fan, do you think Oklahoma can actually win a national championship this year? Um, I think anything can happen. Obviously, I think I think we're in a great spot. Uh, if, if we develop our, our run game and come out come out strong, come out flying, then and then there's no shot. You know, there, there's no telling what can happen. Who's going to make the playoff? Um, I think it starts with this week, and, and obviously bringing my player into a fan perspective is that a lot of fans have to realize that each week you can easily lose a game. Um, obviously, spreads might reflect one thing or another, but. Uh, unfortunately, I was a part of, of you know, well, I think it was a, what, 30 and a half Iowa State beat us in 2017 at home. So, I mean, you truly have to take it week by week. And, and to be able to win a national championship, obviously, you have to be able to win each week. Okay. Love to hear it. So, want to, uh, I saw this on Twitter and I want to get your take on it because this is, I'm not going to lie, I saw this graphic uh, from Fox. I'm trying to pull it up because I just had it up and I lost it. They're wanting you to build your ultimate Red River team. And I love these. I, I oh, love these kind of games. And I'm going to build the squad. I'm going to pull it up. And I want you to kind of walk through and build your squad here. Because I actually, I think people might be surprised. Okay. I have Bob Stoops. I think, you know, out of all those coaches on there, I think he's the one you got to roll mm-hmm. with. Quarterback, yeah. though? How do you not go with Vince Young? I mean, that dude was a monster. <laughs> and I love Baker. Yeah. But. Man, Vince Young's different. You couple him up with Adrian Peterson. Oh, man. Then you got to pick C.D. Lamb. And then, honestly, I've kind of had a hard time going back and forth between Gerald McCoy and Brian Bosworth. But uh, it's definitely down between one of those two. So if you had to build your ultimate Red River squad, who's going to be on it? Yeah, obviously got to go Bob, big game Bob. That's my guy. I love him to death. Um, obviously starting out with him as head coach. Uh, got to take my boy six. He can't really be doing him a disservice. I didn't take him. Uh, obviously Vince, all those other quarterbacks were just damn good at their job. But I, I'm gonna be a little biased. Take Bake here. Running back, give me Ricky Williams, man. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Rick. Uh, I'm gonna switch it up only because you did you did that route. Um, but, but damn, those, those are some good running backs on that list as well. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with any of them. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go CD. Got, got, got to go with my boy CD. He's, he's, he's doing his thing in Dallas right now. And then, and then I'm going to take the boss. You, you got to take the boss down there. I need, I need some character on my team and I need it all. So, so give me bacon, give me boss and, and let's see what this team does in practice. Baker Mayfield and Brian Bosworth. <laughs> yeah. Mayfield. Talk about Ohio State planting the flag, 
I, every oh my that would just that would not be <laughs> yeah that, that, i mean there'd be fights every play it'd be great yeah there would there would definitely be some punches thrown by another squad but i mean i want to talk a little bit more about your career at oklahoma because you've got to play in some incredible games with OU. I mean, you obviously we talked about Georgia and there was some great Oklahoma state matchups in there. You had at mm-hmm. Ohio state, which um, I'm, I'm moving right now. So y'all don't see the background, but normally I got a Baker Mayfield picture back there of him planting the flag <laughs> in the center of the field. Like yeah. that was an iconic moment in Oklahoma history. So out of all the games that you played in or that, that you were just a part of is the OU staff because, or the OU squad, because you were there in 2015 for the Tennessee game. Right. Mm-hmm. What yeah. was your favorite game? Man, that, that's that's so tough to pick a, a single favorite one. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a couple that stick out to mine. Um, it, it's, it's going back to like the whole team thing. I'd have to say, so 2015, when we we're playing Kansas State, we get delayed in the airport for, I mean, it had to be seven, eight, nine hours. And, and so, I mean, we're, we're stuck in the, in this little, little area. There's about a hundred people in there and and we're starving and it's 10 o'clock. All the coaches walk in. We got churches. We got Sonic. We got some McDonald's. <laughs> and I mean, we're loving it. It's the day before the game. We never get to do anything like that. Of course, Coach T, our nutritionist, is losing her mind in the corner. Uh, <laughs> and then I think it was 11 a.m. game, too. So we don't get to Manhattan until well, well into the well into the early morning. And uh, <laughs> I remember we got sleep in a little bit later and. And then we go play and we actually won. I, I don't even remember what it was like 55, 55, to 55 to nothing is what it was. And so, I mean, talk about completely non-conventional type of, of, of pregame routine that we just went through and, and to have that result. That's up there. Uh, Got to go 2016 Iowa State when I had to play running back. That one was always uh, that one was always a fun game just strictly because I didn't take a carry the entire first two years of, of being at OU. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Coach Riley tells me in the huddle that I'm, I'm starting at running back. So let's run it. Let's do it. And that's a good one. The the comeback against Tennessee with uh, with Chef and Zach and, and everyone on that roster was loaded. Um, Ohio State, obviously. Can't go wrong with that one, man. And, uh, and then definitely my senior year, 2017 Bedlam, because I scored on my cousin on that uh, on that little steam route out of the backfield. So that that one was a that one that one will always stick out. But uh, you know, like you said, I played in a lot of great games, been uh, been around a lot of great teams, and I'm just really blessed to to be where I was. Now, outside of Norman, do you have a favorite stadium? Because you got to you have to go some some. I mean, but just between Tennessee and Ohio State, yeah. those are some good destinations. <laughs> Yeah, Tennessee was probably my favorite. Um, I, I think what what do they call it? Uh, bow gating, sail gating? Is that? What, what, I don't know. All I know is they got the rocky top out there, and they had the yeah. I mean, on. oh, it was it was so great. Just I just remember being on that field, just hearing rocky top, and, and it it was echoing. It was the loudest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. That place really knows how to host a football game. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So, um. You got to play with Baker, and you really got a chance to, uh, you know, you. I think you played with him almost his entire career. Mm-hmm. So, what was Baker Mayfield like, just behind the scenes in that locker room? Obviously, we got to see him in front of the cameras, mm-hmm. but what was he like in the locker rooms? Because we've heard the stories of him walking up to Bob and telling him, "I'm going to be your next starting quarterback," and things like that. And you know, just help feed the legend. Yeah. Of Baker. 
Yeah, he uh, I mean, what, what you see is exactly what he is, man. Man, six is the most charismatic guy out there. He he, tr- he truly is a leader. Um, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't tell anybody to do what he wouldn't do. He puts himself out there. He puts others first, man. Big is just an overall selfless person that that, that really cares about his teammates. And, and it shows, you know, there, there's a lot of his teammates will say great things about him. And, and I'll be one of them, man. Six, six is my guy. Yeah, and uh, you know he's now with the Bucks. He's been around the league a couple times. So, do you think this is it? Do you think he's found himself a home? And do you I do, I do, man. They're they're hot. What are they? Three and one, just coming off a big win, beat New Orleans out there. So, I, I think Big's finally comfortable. I, I saw the stat during the game. It was what was it? He had like eight offensive coordinators in five seasons, or or something like that. Which I was trying to do the math in my head and. There's obviously at multiple each season, but but man, that's tough to do as a as a starting quarterback in this in the NFL. And the crazy thing is, this isn't even the best team he's been with. Though some mm-hmm. of those Browns teams were just loaded yep. and they couldn't yeah. put it together. Absolutely. So, I gotta ask the question because I know fans, if I didn't ask it, if we, if we, if we oh, were God. live, they'd ask these questions. Oh, Lincoln God. Riley, man, Lincoln Riley, what was that dude like in the locker rooms? Because I know <laughs> fans have the ill will mm-hmm. taste because he left Oklahoma in the shadow of the night. Dude, it's a job. He can get up and leave. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the way he does it, it yeah, but yeah. yeah. What was well, that dude like? I, I think I think he I think obviously there, there's things that could have been handled differently um, with the departure. But but, man, I love Lincoln. He, he's he's a great guy. He he really does care about his teammates. And, and I know some fans are going to get mad at me. Some fans are I'm going to get some mentions and in, in my uh, my Twitter or X or, or whatever it's called. And, and um, but but, man, man, I, I, I do love Lincoln. And, and he did a lot for me when I was at Oklahoma. And I'll, I'll always appreciate him for that. You know what? I, I think all Oklahoma fans need is they need USC to get to the playoffs this year and Oklahoma to get there. And they just yeah. need that closure. They just yeah, need they, closure. they just need to duke it out. <laughs> yeah, they just need to get on the field and that'll be it. So, but hey, man, I appreciate you coming on and talking a little bit more about your career in OU Texas. Cause like I said, this is one of the biggest games probably Oklahoma's played in the past several years. Um, just not even from a rivalry standpoint, but just overall. Uh, I mean, uh, what's on st- what's at stake is just incredible. I, there's a part of me that wants Texas to win this game because they have to play Texas Tech at the end of the year mm. at 630 on ABC. I'm like, this is going to be a rehash of 2008 <laughs> where Oklahoma loses. Y'all lose the Tech at the end of the season. No. And we're sitting, yeah, it'd be... It'd be, a, be it'd be a story for the ages. That would, especially right before we leave the Big Twelve, it'd be it'd be one of those. No, yeah, but then we, then we'd get to meet in the Big Twelve championship game, mm-hmm. and all would be right. All will be right. So, mm-hmm. hey, I appreciate you coming on. Where can people follow you at? Yeah, uh, my my username is Tree Flowers thirty six on uh, on X and, and Instagram. Um, I'm there. Just just tag me in, in this video, and, and I'll retweet it and, and get the word out there. All right. Well, appreciate you coming on. And if you guys haven't already, we got to do the housekeeping. Make sure you hit the like, hit the subscribe button, jump down in the comments below. Give me your score predictions. No, you guys probably didn't in the last video. Your guys' minds and heart might change after you see Josh Pate and all these other people put out their videos. So uh, continue want to get that there. Like I said, hit that like and hit that subscribe button.